You're listening to Creative Encounters, where creators freely talk about faith, creativity, and inspiration. Brought to you by Candle Culture. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Creative Encounters podcast. I'm so happy that you are here, that you are back, that you are listening. I'm happy to be back. So um, I know I have some explaining to do. You guys didn't hear from this quote-unquote weekly podcast last week. Um, I was ill at the start of the week, so I wasn't able to um, do this last week. But I'm very happy to be here again. So thank God for good health and for grace. I've recovered, but my voice is still um, taking its time. So yes. But anyways, what inspired this episode? So one of the things that I've been reflecting on this year and been trying to share with you guys on the page is just the idea of God being a teacher and this idea that God is always revealing something new, something different to his children every day so that we can evolve and be um, holy, you know, as our Father in heaven is holy. The very first way I want to speak about this is just behavior. Um, when God begins to show you, you know, that behavior, that needs to be worked on and and that discomfort that you feel um i wrote a poem on candle culture a while back called beyond water and beyond water is about the love of god um and there's a line in the poem where i say god's love is calling me higher and i'm going to link the poem as it is on instagram um but it's essentially about God's love. And one of the parts of the poem where I say God's love is calling me higher, what I meant by that line and still mean by that line is this discomfort I feel because God is correcting so many parts of me. It's only out of love. It's because God sees me and loves me and wants me to be a better version of myself, a higher version of myself, the version of myself that he has created and called and wants me to walk in. And so even if it's uncomfortable, understanding that this is not to condemn me, not to ridicule me, not to make me feel bad. It's just really to um, refine me and prune me. It's something that I have learned in this process of refining. So when you feel um, God, you know, refining you, it's not for you to feel shame or feel condemnation, but for you to know that out of love, God wants to see you become the best version of yourself. And that can only happen if his showing you your impurities and taking it out so that you can become all he has called you to be second um way that we sometimes feel the discomfort in our faith walk is in action when god is telling us to live out our calling our purpose as we've talked about so many times these my encounter series and where i really paused and heard this so i think it was like a friday or saturday I was listening to a podcast episode. And by the way, if I recommend something, I'm recommending that specific episode. So I was listening to At Your Service by Dua Lipa. And she has this episode with Brian Stevenson. He is somebody I have looked up to for such a long time. He's a lawyer and he's the founder of um, an initiative called the Equal Justice Initiative. Anyways, he had this really, really great conversation with Dua Lipa. And at the very end of the interview, Dua asks what are his four steps for changing the world and the last um point he says you have to be willing to be uncomfortable and to do what's inconvenient and that just stuck with me for some reason i just really liked that point and then the next day i went to church and i was reading second timothy 4 verse 2 
and it says preach the word whether it is convenient or inconvenient and that is um, the common english bible version cb and i just thought like what are the odds that i listened to this podcast yesterday and that stood out to me and then i'm hearing this person church next year and it also stands out to me and um it just really made me think of when god gives you an instruction to do something and it pertains to your life your goals your career all of those things um or even just honestly preaching the word in and of itself because the way i interpreted this verse was preaching the word in terms of your you know our lives being the word and living out our true true um purpose and calling and um that's the way i interpreted it but even just preaching the word as well and i was thinking of you know when god gives you that really difficult instruction to do something that is not comfortable um a good example for me would be kind of culture 110 percent um i remember i used to say at a point that I didn't really want Instagram, didn't really want to be on Instagram. This was like 2019, 2017, 2018. And when I finally got Instagram in 2019, the purpose for which I got it was to start a kind of culture on Instagram. And it was very uncomfortable. So for a long time, I wouldn't like say my name or make reference to myself. I just wanted to be very anonymous. But it was something that I knew that God wanted me to do. And um, it's still been uncomfortable, but... I can't even thank God enough for the fruits that um, it's bearing and it will continue to bear. So I think when you receive that instruction and you know it's from God, and I think we can talk about hearing God's voice in another um, ministry, but when you know it's from God and he tells you do this thing, but the discomfort is a lot, I want you to think of the fruits that could come from it. And that is God, right? God is always getting ready to do a thing, a thing in the world, a thing in you, you know, and when you think of that discomfort, also think of the fruits that could come from what you're being asked to do. And sometimes the fruits are not very um, apparent to everyone that is around. So you might be doing something, it might be a blog, it might be a podcast, it might be um, even not even creative, it might be a conversation with someone. And in that moment, you don't see the fruit or understand the point or you, the numbers don't look good. I think it was Devon Franklin that said, there's nothing that is so small or too small in the kingdom of God and so even if you don't understand the impact of that really tiny thing, um, know that in God's eyes, he sees things different and he's given you an instruction and you've executed it and you have done it in obedience to him, in faith um, that he's the one speaking to you. Then you've done something big in the eyes of God. The last point um, that I want to talk about as it pertains to discomfort is silence. Um, and I think when, so let's talk about, the first two points, God is working on your behavior. Um, God is commanding you to move, to act for his glory. There are times when you'll be going to God and confirming and reconfirming. Oh, you know, how are we doing? Am I am I evolving? Am I getting better? Um, am I doing the right thing? Is it really you that spoke? There's a part of the Bible in Gideon where God commands, um, sorry, not Gideon in Judges, where God commands Gideon to do something. And Gideon asked for confirmation like three times, actually quite funny where he's like, you know, almost like, don't be angry, but like, I just want to confirm that it's you. And God in that moment confirms to him. But there are times where God will be silent. Um, and th- the reason why I want to talk about this is God's silence is not absence. We confuse silence for absence and it's just not what it is. Um, and I want to share like a scenario with you. So I started this 
thing for Candy Culture called Soulful Sundays Worship Nights. By far, I think the most uncomfortable aspect of Candy Culture. Um, first of all, I think when I first thought to do it, I was like, am I going to be worshipping in front of people? Like, is that the structure? And the first one was an Instagram Live, which I was just absolutely not down with. And I just kept thinking, like, you know, God, are you sure? Is it you? Um, and I think the very first time I did it was in May. I did it for graduation. And like about 30 people came and I was very pleasantly surprised. I was like, okay, this is cool. And then I did it in June and three people came. And I didn't even imagine, I, I say this with, I hope it's not a prideful thing to say, but when I was preparing for it, I was praying, I was getting the songs, I was I did everything you know I could do. It never come to my mind that, you know, a lot of people, what is a lot of people at that to mean 10 people wouldn't come. I didn't even plan for, you know, that kind of turnout. And it was very uncomfortable, I cannot lie, because I was going from, you know, 30 and really feeling like people were here worshipping to like three. And I, but I did the worship night. I finished and I was like, oh God, like, was this you? Did I hear wrong? And I just wasn't sure, but I didn't really receive any word or anything. Later that night, I was watching an interview, very random. Um, it was by someone I actually like as well, Natalie Manoli. And she hosts this um, show called Now with Natalie. It was formerly on Hillsong Channel, but it's now on YouTube. And I was just watching, I don't know how I just decided to watch this thing. And there was a part of the interview where she said, let's talk about purpose and how, you know, whether it's three people or 30 people, I'm, I'm not even joking. She actually used these numbers, three people or 30 people. Um, the fact that you're doing it means that you're achieving purpose. And that was a very, very crazy thing for me to hear the day after um, that, that worship night. But I was so thankful to God that he spoke in that way. And just reminded me that sometimes like the fact that you feel uncomfortable doing something because you don't know if God is in it or not does not always mean that um that God is not in it. And because God is merciful and time, he will confirm his word at the right time. You know, when I was about to do the worship night, I was like, God, is this you? Are you here? I didn't really feel any confirmation when I was in the room and I was like, Okay, God, like are more people going to come? You know, what's happening? I didn't really feel anything. But when I finished and I was about to go to bed and I just watched this interview, I really got that confirmation that I had been seeking. And so God was with me before the worship night, during the worship night, after the worship night, he was present. But because I didn't hear a word from him right away, I was um, automatically assuming that he wasn't present, but he was. And I've also learned, you know, during more worship nights that um, a life is a life, a soul is a soul. You know, I think we're so used to numbers nowadays and it's fair, but the fact that I'm not having like 30 people every single time, you know, um, or that three people, three lives are not enough for whatever God wants to do in that moment. So yes, um, yes, so great discomfort. Um, just reminding you that sometimes these things will get uncomfortable when God is reminding you as a person, when God is asking you to do certain things, and when God is somewhat silent, seemingly silent, not really absent. Um, but just remember that there are fruits um, in all these things for um, refining you're going to see who God is making and just be patient someone prayed for me on my birthday and said that be patient as you see um, who God wants um, to mold you into and that was such a powerful prayer so I would say the same thing to you as well be patient their fruits come from that your actions keep sowing their fruits to come for that from that 
and in God's silence, you know, it doesn't mean that he's absent. Um, he really wants you to trust, to trust, trust, to trust. And I'm going to leave you with an analogy that really helped me to understand that last part of God being silent but not absent. I was thinking about how, you know, when a child wants to start walking, um, the parent doesn't always hold the child. But the parent is there present, waiting to catch the child if the child should fall. But the parents want the child to, to start to walk on their own so that they can move from crawling to walking for their own benefit so that they can have that acquire that skill. But the parent is there and the child is wobbling and not really sure um, and just moving really in faith because the child might fall any second. But the parent is not holding the child, not out of wickedness or out of apathy or nonchalance, but actually out of love. They want that child to start to walk on their own and move to this next stage of life. Um, and when the child starts wobbling too much, the parent is right there to catch that child should the child fall. And so um, maybe the child doesn't feel held by that parent in that moment, but 110% the parent is there for that child um, in love, watching over that child. Um, and yeah, last thing I would say is there's a Bible verse that says that God is watching over his word to perform it. Um, and I sometimes just feel like we are God's word, you know, always ready to be made manifest in this world and so god is watching over you watching over you to see you become all that he wants you to become i hope that you have a good rest of the week and i will see you on the next episode of the creative encounters podcast bye